Thanks a lot for checking in and welcome to the Hustle Mindset Show. My name is Veer Dosi and I am your host. In this podcast, I interview brilliant people such as CEOs, change makers, thought leaders and moonshot thinkers among many others and learn about their mindset and strategies. I am an aspiring 16-year-old polymath working on increasing my specific knowledge and building upon myself while creating cool stuff. I interview about hustling, upskilling and personal growth and development. I'll also talk about ways to increase your skill set, work out stuff and ultimately hustle your way to a more fulfilling life. If this is something interesting, be sure to follow and subscribe and stay tuned for new releases. Until next time, stay happy, stay healthy and keep working on improving yourself. Hey John David, welcome to the Hustle Mindset show. Thanks a lot for joining us today. So, how about we start with an introduction to yourself? Of course. So my name is Juan David Campolargo and I'm 18 years old and I am in, um, right now studying in the University of Illinois Urbana-Champaign where I'm studying engineering as a way to, 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 to study math and science uh, to have a solid foundation and a framework of, of thinking. Uh, where I'm, at the university I'm also doing biophysics research where I use computation to find new biology discoveries. Uh, other than that, I, I've written a book about uh, optimism called Generation Optimism, where I, where I wrote it because I wanted to inspire the next generations of, of thinkers and doers to embrace a worldview of optimism. Other than that, I'm always starting projects and starting companies as a way to to help people, but also have a positive impact in society. And lastly, I have, I write essays on my website where, you know, I never thought I would like writing and I still, I'm not sure if I like writing, but writing for me has become a way to, to think. And when I'm writing, I'm thinking. And when I'm thinking, I'm coming up with new ideas and I share them weekly on my newsletter and on my website. So thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thanks a lot. So Joan's most impressive part is everything he's done. He's really down to earth. He's curious, he's ambitious. He's passionate about what he's doing and he tries to learn as much as he can, which is kind of like the best thing that I have found about him. So uh, writing essays, as you said, that is kind of like thinking. So would you say that writing, writing essays for you is a vehicle of serendipity plus it gives you ideas to work on? What, what's your view on this? Right. I think if you try to do something in order to get X, Y, and C, I mean, you could try to do that, but I think long term you're not going to be able to do it. Sure, I do think that if you put stuff on the internet, we're going to get quote unquote lucky or, or how you call it. Uh, serendipity. I mean, you're, you're, I mean, you're going to get random connections or people or opportunities or jobs, whatever. It doesn't matter. But for me, I don't really do it because of that. Like I said, I do it because that's a way for me to think. I found it to be really helpful for me to find ideas and to really know what I'm actually thinking. Because a lot of the times we have opinions and we have things we believe in. But not only until we try to write it and have a solid understanding, then you, you actually realize that actually you don't, you don't know as much as you think. 
But when you actually have to write it down, then you realize what you know and what you don't know. So why do I write? I mean, why do I write essays? For the mere purpose of writing essays. Right, so it helps you to actually formulate what you have thought and understand to what extent you have you know something. Right, so has writing helped you in like where what is your inspiration for writing particular things? Like is it just ideas that pop into your mind? Is it something you read, you listen to? What is that that keeps you driven to continue writing and essays every week? All the above and more. So what I actually have, I have a I have a note on my phone where I have a a a note where it's called ideas for essays. And I just write ideas that I think like I mean anything that could be that I want to know more or that I'm more curious about or that I actually don't know much about, or just anything in general, I'll just write it down. And then I just if it's so you know, like every week or so, I go to a list after I finish every essay, and then I just pick a new idea, and then you start writing. So, all of the above. How do I get ideas? Anything, right? I'm reading stuff, I'm listening to stuff, I'm watching videos. Doesn't matter. But um, I write the ideas down so I don't forget them. Then I pick them up and start writing them. Right. So. You talked about how you were studying engineering because it's kind of like the foundation for whatever you're trying to do. So, like, what's your view on math and science as a learning point and not just for the studying stake, but actually for learning it and implementing it in life? Yeah, I think a lot of people get caught up with trying to find real world applications to things like science and, and math. And sure, I think that should be a goal, but um, the goal of math and science isn't to, you know, try to get your skills. The math of goal of, of the goal of math and science is to teach you how to think. I said that's the goal of it. Like, why should you do math? For the mere purpose of doing math, it shouldn't be looking at, oh, if I learn math, I'm going to be able to use calculus for, you know, do this application in this app because that's not true i mean in reality you're probably not going to use calculus for example in most of your life unless you do something related to like engineering or whatever right but even then you're not going to use much calculus right but when you learn calculus and when you learn physics when you learn chemistry or anything you learn right they really shape your mind how you think how you approach problems and I'm gonna give you an example, an idea in calculus, which is the limits, which is, you know, finding, you know, calculating things and understanding things that, you know, you know what it is, but you're never going to get there. And that concept could replicate too many things in life, such as money, like wealth, happiness, anything in general, like in life. So I think, most more people should study more math and science because especially science because that's where innovation really comes from but again you shouldn't really study science because you want to become an entrepreneur or an innovator i think you should study science because you think it might be interesting and if you like it and then go from there right so 
you've written a book as you said generation optimism so what was your motive behind writing this book like if you could elaborate on that a bit more and how is your experience while writing this book like what all did you learn and what like how it helped you in many ways right i never thought i would write a book nor i like i said i didn't really like writing when i was growing up or i i mean so some people have the, the dream of like oh i want to write a book when i grow up and stuff like that for me and that wasn't a thing why i, I don't really know i wasn't really into into writing. So why did I write this book? I wrote this book because I realized that you know, a lot of us, like young people, right, they were heavily, they were, you know, becoming increasingly more pessimistic about life, about their friends, their like social media, anything in, in general, right? And I think optimism has been a thing for me that it has become a, a way to see the world. It's not always right, it's not always wrong, but it's just a way to see the world, it's a different perspective, right? And I wanted to, to share that perspective with people in order to, to show them that way to see the world and that way they could see a different, a different way to, to see the world and then they can decide if they want to keep going with in the, in the road that they're going or they want to change a little bit. So I think, I think a lot of people, like young people, sometimes are very pessimistic, but I think really most of them are, are very indifferent. You know, in one of my TED Talks, I talked about a scale from zero to 10. Zero is super pessimistic, 10 is super optimistic. And I think most like, like most like Gen Z's about like four to five, which is pessimistic, indifferent. And when you're indifferent, you just don't care about anything. You just, if there's a problem, whatever, you do, you do nothing. And I think, when you're in the extremes, like for example, when you're like super optimistic, it's almost the same as being indifferent. When you're super pessimistic, you're almost the same as being um, indifferent because if you're super optimistic, you're gonna be like, oh, that's gonna be great, like some, someone's gonna do it. If you're super pessimistic, you're like, oh, this sucks, whatever, I don't care. But when you're like in the number seven of optimism, you're like, you're, you're able to see that the world isn't as great as you think. But when you're because you're number seven, you have a way to see the world in a sense that you're able to see the, the, the problems, but also seeing how you can improve those problems and have a better world that you want to see. Right, definitely. So as you told that optimism is kind of like a skill that you can cultivate in yourself so that you understand how the world works but at the same time you are you understand that the world's not fair but at the same time you're optimistic and not indifferent about that so you've always been smart like there are some adjectives that i would like to associate with you like smart passionate driven and ambitious so do you think that these can be cultivated in any individual like as a skill in itself and what is like the fundamental behind this i don't really like any of those adjectives to be honest because they're all very subjective and while this some of them might be true in some cases i think a lot of them are wrong in most cases too right so i think so like being smart right like what does that mean right like am i like smart because i study engineering i, I don't know like I'm not like the best engineer, like engineering student. Like I'm not getting like 
you know, like all straight A's and like everybody studied. No, like, uh, like I'm not like, but I'm, but I'm really smart in other things. Like, you know, thinking and finding ideas and being, being really curious. I think that's sort of like a, a quality of being quote unquote smart. But I think one adjective that really describes me is adaptability. Stephen Hawking said once, intelligence is the ability to adapt. And that's what I've been, like that's, if there was a thing, so sort of in my, 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 you know, when I die in my like, thumb, right? My thumb, it'd be, you know, one day it was like adaptive because that's really who I am. Since I moved to the US, since, you know, I started doing things and projects. And when you're really anything you're doing, you have an idea of what you want to do. Like, like for example, you're starting a podcast. Okay, you know who you want to interview and you kind of know what you want to talk about with them, but you never know what the guest is going to say. And you can just be like, oh, I want, to, I, want to, I want to talk to you about X, but you really said this was interesting, so you have to decide. Do you, do you go with your agenda or do you like, keep going with the really interesting thing they've, they've said? And then you have to adapt. So adaptability is the most important thing and I think if there was one adjective that was like mine, that would, that would be it. Right. So you have found companies as a teenager and built projects. So what's your intention behind that? And what was your experience while building this kind of like, again, similar to the previous question, what all did you learn? And if you had any failures, what would you say to upcoming entrepreneurs who would like to do something like you? Um, I probably don't start companies just because you want to start them. I think, I don't know common advice it would be just to find problems. Uh, one of the first things I started was 13, 14. Uh, a lot of my a lot of businesses in my area where I live, they were not using social media or marketing. And to me, that was kind of crazy. So we live in you know, 2016, you know, the era of the internet, you know, your business is not on the internet, really, really doesn't exist because no one can find it. So I decided to do something about it. Did I know everything about social media? Of course not. I barely knew English at the point, but I just started learning and reading books, talking to people, watching YouTube videos to the point where I was almost an expert in everything I was doing because I knew how to do it. And when I didn't know how to do it, I knew how to learn and until I knew how to do it, right? So, but like as a first step, you find a problem, and you think, oh, well, I can do something about it. I'm not the best, most qualified person, but you have that spark of inspiration, which is really what's needed to make you an expert and learn anything you have to learn. And after that, you go from there. And it's gonna be tough. You know, for me, I mean, it was, was a kid, right? And a lot of people, when I would go to like offer my services, they would think, oh, you know, who's this kid, right? Like, what does he know? But all you need to find is one person that really, that gives you a shot. And after that, you're on your own. Uh, because after that, there's going to be one more person, and then well, there's going to be one more person, and then that's all it takes. Because you need, to, uh, you need to show that you can do it in order for others to trust you. But if you're young, if you're ambitious, I think really what you should be thinking about is doing things for... Not because you want to get a, a certain like reward or because you want to get like, you know, like starting a business because you want to get into college or, or, or whatever. I think you should be doing things for the sake of it. And then when, when you're doing things because of like with that 
like purpose in mind, then you're able to get those rewards that, you, that you're kind of looking for. Like, like what do you start business? Because I don't know, you could get money or whatever, it doesn't matter, right? Or why do you like write essays, right? Like I'm not trying to get like a job or like trying to get certain difficulties or whatever. I think you do it because I want to write essays. You do why do you start a company? Because you want to start a company, period. And then, like you said, life it's random, right? And then you get those little rewards that you kind of want to get. But you should never have it in, in your mind that you want to get those rewards. Right, right. So, as you said, you define yourself as being curious. So, what's your definition of curious? And if someone wants to develop it, because I know a lot of people who are in that curious, they are just happy with what they're doing, happy with how they're living, happy with whatever is being taught in school. And they're not willing to go into the depth or learn even further. So what would be your advice for that? Right. I think good advice is context is specific. So anything I say would be really related to people that are sort of like me. So how to get more curious? I think there are some people like me who just don't take things for, for granted or they just think things as given. Um, and I think really, I mean, there's not like magic formula to anything. I think why am I so curious? Because I just want to know more. I never, I'm never like satisfied with what I know, with what I learned. I just want to know more and more and more, which is, I'm not saying it's a great thing because it, it's sort of a bad thing because you're never like satisfied with anything you do or anything you're learning, but that's who I am, right? So I think the best one thing I would say would be to if you find something like oh like you don't really know this but you kind of wish you knew go look it up and then go to rabbit hole in wikipedia and start reading articles and articles and maybe a book or youtube videos and then you start start and start but that's and then after that then you can you see how and why and where you can be curious about because that's where it matters like, like not only be curious, but also being curious in, in things you're, you're, you think they're interesting. So. Right. I agree quite a bit. And I think that curiosity is kind of somewhat like an innate thing, but still can be developed to a certain extent. While some people are naturally curious and willing to learn, while others are not as. So, you've learned a lot, you have tried a lot, you have experimented with a lot of things. So, with a motive in mind, because you want to do it just for the sake of it, as you said, do you think that learning many things allows you to expand your thinking skills and like puts you into many different opportunities that would have otherwise not been there because you learn something, you get to know even more about that and every and a lot of things related to that. So, and you continue going to learn new things. So, as learning a lot, what effect or impact has it had on your life? Honest answer, I don't know. I don't know. Like, um, I don't know because I think you can only, you know, like like Steve Jobs said, like you can only connect the dots looking backwards, right? I can I can I can't say because I'm doing like a million things right now 
I just don't know how they're going to help. Nor I'm, I'm trying to figure that out because that's not that's, that's irrelevant, right? Um, if, I mean, I think uh, like like one like one of the things that I've been thinking about a lot lately is that if you're young and ambitious and you know you're very curious, you don't really want to go to a a world of like you know, in-person stuff because you can only do one th uh, like one thing at a time. And for me, you know, everything's still online, and you can do so many things if you are if you have if you're sort of crazy like me. Like for me, I'm I'm starting a startup. I'm doing research. I'm taking summer classes. I'm doing like another internship. I'm doing another program, and and more and more and more. I mean, that's crazy. Like to some, I mean, to some, I mean, to some people, that's like overwhelming, right? And to me, that's just so exciting. Like every morning, I just have to get up because it's too exciting. I'm learning a lot. I'm doing a bunch of things, and and yeah, I think it goes sort of like contradictory with, with what people what with what most people say, which is, you know, find one area and specialize in, in, in whatever. I think, sure, I mean, that, that's something that some people do and some, some, for them it works out, supposedly, right? But um, for me, I'm not that type of person, right? I just want to know more and more and more and about anything. And then maybe, you know, I'll be someone who, who knows, who knows nothing about everything, while someone who is an expert might know everything about nothing, right? Like Richard Hammond said once. So, again, there's no like right answer, there's a right answer to you. And then you just have to follow your intuition and just think for yourself, so. Right, so as you said that you do a lot of things, so how do you find the time and manage it effectively so as to do a bunch of things and still not be overwhelmed. I mean, I can give you like really tactical advice and specifics. I can probably send you a video that you can probably share with your audience um, where how I manage my time. I have this really like, you know, like this schedule thing I use and whatever, but I don't think that's why I'm able to do many things. The reason why I'm able to do many things is because I want to and it just makes me so excited to do it. Like, that's the only reason why. Like, that's literally the only reason why. And then if you actually want to do it, you find the time. Period. Because time is something you, like, you find. It's not something you just passes by. So, like I said, I can be more like, oh, you know, you do this and that, but that doesn't really matter. Because you actually have to want to do it. You have to be excited to do it. So. I resonate with you because I'm constantly trying to learn new things and then working in a whole bunch of products, being part of teams, communities. And sometimes it gets kind of like to the head and then at that point of time, it, I think that it's time to reevaluate the priorities and figure out what's the best next step that you can do. That will be like, if you have 100 things to learn, you have to, I kind of bring it down to 10 because I think that if you try and learn so many things at once, your focus gets too divided. And unless you like dedicate particular time period to a certain learning you cannot because I think kinda I feel that I do not know but and then after I have learned those 10 things I move on to the next 10 priorities and so on and so it kind of works like in an order that I can follow while trying to learn as much as I can yeah right and you've come in a couple of TED talks and 
So, what do you think was the, I would not say hack, but the reason why you came into these talks, like how the opportunities found you? What do you mean? Right. Those opportunities that you got. Like what, like what, like what opportunities? Like getting the opportunity to speak in a TED talk. Oh, okay, okay, got it. Um, uh, yes, I was writing a book and then someone wrote an article about what I was doing about me in the book. And then a, an organizer from NA from a TED, um, like event reached out to me and then that's how it happened. But on it, like I said again, like you shouldn't be doing things because you want to do X, Y, and Z. You should do it. You should really do things because you want to do it. I just doing things for the sake of it, and then you will see those rewards come later on. But if, if you do things trying to get the rewards, you're not gonna get the rewards because what you're doing is not gonna be as good. Right? Yeah, I agree. So. Yeah, thanks a lot for joining. It was really wonderful talking to you, learning so much about you. You kind of refreshed different ideas into my mind and your views on certain things like writing for the sake of it and learning something because you want to and not just for any particular reason that you have. So thanks a lot. Of course. Uh, thank you so much for the support. And